Jack and Jill here. Hello. Welcome to the Land Academy Show, entertaining land investment talk. I'm Stephen Jack Pizzella. And I'm Jill DeWitt, broadcasting from the Valley of the Sun. Today's topic, how much land acquisition due diligence is too much? This comes up. You know what's, I want you to know, this is not a, a newbie question. This has come up this week in, in career, path. career path. We spent an hour on this. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of week, because this week we also had our advance call too. I don't think it comes up too much there, but I think it does. I think that we touched, so I think we touched on it in both environments this week, and that's why we wanted to There's a deeper it. issue a rooted psyche type issue under what's going on here, which I'll talk about when Joe's done here. Uh, before we get into it though, let's take a question posted by one of our members on the landinvestors.com online community. It's free. By the way, did you know we have now solved your data pulling and scrubbing and getting sold and active comps, fill in the blank, so you can accurately price your mailer and get it in the mail. It's called concierge pricing. Is that the right name? Concierge data. Concierge and concierge data. data plus. There we go. What's the plus? The plus is from start to finish, we get it in the mail for you. Yep, exactly. So where do you find out more? Go to offers, the number two, owners.com and you'll find everything there and there's a phone number there give them a call or you can also send a note to support at offers the number two owners.com i will tell you, you. Uh, we every month how many process uh, orders we process for concierge oh. doubles yeah it, it, it doubles in it and uh recently we asked the staff you know who's who is the customer yeah. who, who is concierge are they brand new customer? people or who is doing and it and they said the vast majority are people that just want to outsource their mailing operation they're they, they're pros they're yeah they, they're, they're busy like, pros. they're long time land academy members that aren't interested in doing a mailer anymore exactly yeah it's not just someone that can't figure it out they, they know what to do they just don't want to do it so you're not nuts start there yeah. <laughs> all right so Here's the question. Um, one is it Wanjiku sure. wrote? Okay. Hi there. I'm calculating price per acre in a zip code. And the prices are ranging wildly from half a million dollars to five thousand dollars. How can I get the most efficient, accurate measure of price per acre for a fifteen hundred unit count mailer? Incredibly good question okay. and concise. When you go out to solve for the retail price per acre in any given zip code, because you're going to send mail there. You know, you can't just throw a dart at a board. You need to know where to start when you price a mailer. And so the way to do that is to get active listings in a zip code and sold listings in a zip code. You take them all together in a spreadsheet. You get averages or uh, means, whatever, however you'd like to use it. And you, you determine that zip code, one, two, three, four, five, uh, properties that have sold there for the last 12 months or active, the price per acre is $2,200. So I'm gonna offer something lower than that because I'm gonna sell it for 2,200 or, or even lower. Well, great, what happens when one of my comp comparison values is a million bucks, one of my comparison values is 5,000? This happens a lot. This is an extreme example. Uh, a more realistic example is one sold for $25,000, one sold for 15, one sold for 32, and so my average might be too high, might be too low. This is what you have to do in an, in an extreme situation. 
you really need to dig deeper. You need to, to then get all the data in one place and look at either a, look into block by block pricing or APN based pricing if it's in a rural area. You have to really, really dig in and find out. Otherwise, you run a pretty serious risk of overpricing your mailing, which you don't want to do. That's option one, and that's what I do. Option two is you say, you know what? I'm just going to offer 10% and see what comes back. And we ran our company that way for years and years and years and years and years, very, very successfully. The dartboards are out of our offices now because we have access to all this data because we not, haven't, you know, uh, data tree was has is relatively new. There's different things on the dartboard now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, Not there a are. Map. <laughs> might be a photograph. It might be a picture of a governor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Someone running for office. <laughs> there we go. There we go. That's a great maybe, question. Um, maybe the Cox Bill. <laughs> That's on the dartboard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, if you're, you know, go to Discord if you're a member and look at the answers, how people answered it. They basically answered it the way I did. But I'll, I will tell you, um, if you have a 1500 unit surgical mailer, it's not so bad to just go in there and price them all individually. It's, it can be very, very successful. You're going to have a great success rate if you do that, if you price it right. Cool. Today's topic, how much land acquisition due diligence is too much. This is the meat of the show. You know, it's interesting, this kind of ties into the question a little bit, because when you're, when this person, when, when he's running the mailer, right, he's got it all priced out and staring at the, staring at the end product and realizing I offer too much, I offer too little. Part of that is a little bit of due diligence, you know, as mm -hmm. you're, as you're checking your mailer, testing for reason is what we call it, and making sure if these offers go out and they come back, if these all went out and they came back signed, would I buy it? Do I like these numbers? Before Jill really gets into the actual due diligence and how much is too much, there is this underlying issue here and it has to do with personality. I had a, a lot of years ago, had a, you know, I had a, I went to my lawyer who's also one of my good friends. And I don't even remember what it was about, but I said, there's this thing going on and I got to deal with it. And after I got done ranting and stuff, he looked at me and said, you need to care a lot less in general about everything. <laughs> You're going to be a happier person. <laughs> I totally agree. There, for some reason, this due diligence topic um, for a certain personality type, they, and I think in the real, real core root of it is confidence. You know, if you buy a piece of property for too much money and end up selling it for less, it doesn't happen. I haven't heard of it happening really ever uh, the way that we do it. But if that actually happens, is it the end of the world? Does it mean that you're a terrible land investor and a bad person? And, you know, do you take it personally? No, you laugh about it and buy another one and make up for it. So I don't understand this. Uh, it goes beyond a regular learning curve. It just, I don't understand taking two weeks to look at a piece of property to see whether or not you're going to buy it. Because if you look at it for two weeks, you won't You'll buy it. You'll find something wrong. You will That's not true. buy it. You'll find something wrong. That's right. That's true. Well, I mean, before we get into the real topic, like even think about where, you know, your house, like even, you know, where we live right now, 
you get into it, you think you're only going to do these renovations, then you decide to do these renovations. If we really sat down ahead of time, you know, because you don't do that. You fall in love with the neighborhood. You fall in love with the white picket fence. You fall in love with the school district, the size. There's a couple of like, look, it's more closets than we had. If you really, you know what I mean? <laughs> more <laughs> closets? Yeah. It could be something like that. Come on. This is how girls pick houses. You know, that's what goes on. Closets? Sure. Are you serious, Jill? Are you kidding me? Oh, that's a, that could be, are you flipping key? You don't know that? No. No, oh, I don't know my that. goodness. Never thought about closets in my life. Because you're a man. Thank goodness. But wow. my point is, you know, you could pick apart anything. Pick apart anything. I'm not kidding. If you really try to. Do not so, look into your relationship this hard. Oh, yeah. Just like that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Do not sit there and pick apart your significant other at the dining room table that I go, damn, I could have done better. Because <laughs> if you if you try, you probably will realize yeah. you could. So, you know what? This Okay. Let me end this one little thing and I'll dive in. My mom told me a long time ago, she, I was like, something I was going to buy. And I was really into it. She's like, Okay, before I say anything, do you want me to justify pro this or con? How do you want me to go? Because I can sell you either way. I'm like, she's right. So that's really true. So back to the real topic here is how much due diligence is too much? Okay, here's what I want you to do. Due diligence is the offers go out, the sign letters or phone calls or things come back. You have a seller, you have an agreed upon price, whether or not it's the price that you started with, you got a price out of them because you did everything right. And now you're trying to decide, do I want to buy the property? And you're really doing your real due diligence. So there's two phases. Phase one is minutes. Um, phase two is where people get hung up, I think. Well, they turn phase one into phase two into phase eight, which is stupid. So there should be two phases and that's all. Phase one is minutes. Phase one is, okay, I got this price. I, I know I offered 25, the guy wants 40. Well, if it's worth 150, I could do 40. Let me go do some more digging now. Let me look at the property. Does it have the six A's? And this is minutes. This is you on parcel fact. And then you push that button where it automatically takes you to Google Earth. You can look around even more on Google Earth. You can drop a guy down there. You could maybe scroll back over the years, see if there's anything on the property, all the little things that you do. And for me, it's three to five minutes. For you, it might be 15, 20 minutes. I'm good with that because you're new. Half hour. That's fine. Totally fine with that. That's it though, by the way. Mm -hmm. And that's your level one due diligence. And you went through all, like I said, you went through all the six A's yep. and you're like, I don't see anything wrong with this. Now mm. I'm going to move it forward. That's your including, including the price. Yeah, yeah. Was, your initial thoughts are, you know what? This price is forty thousand dollars. This guy might not be nuts, because I see some I see some other value here that he just pointed out to me. The proximity to this, yes, and, yes, oh, it does have a that. creek, and mm. wow, oh, I see these waterfront properties do command more money. Fill in the blank, you know. So that's level one. So. Um, and that's it now. And you've got, and you had 20 to look through this week because you did everything that we told you and 5,000 offers went out, right? So now of these 20 that you got back, you got five that you're taking to your level two due diligence. This is where the problems really start. <laughs> People start going, well, let's see what the zoning is. Let me call the county. Huh, and they said this. I well, wonder if this, this legal description is correct. And then we do this. 
Oh, I wonder. Well, can it, perked, I... it perked over here, huh. but it didn't perk should on I the other side. Maybe I should do a survey. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should call around and see how long it's going to take yeah. to get a survey. Maybe yeah. I should clear the land so it shows. Oh, better. that's a good idea. Maybe I should do that. You know, you go down all these things that you don't necessarily. Well, need the to county do. said we can build a house, and the setbacks are this, but I need to measure myself. Can I, but I, should can I really? Oh, I need can to really, I really, really build a house. Do you know there's a tool on Google Earth that I can sit and figure out the setbacks myself, and I can almost draw my own. I should draw you know, a blueprint of the house. I just and don't see the size. know if I should buy this property. So what if it's what if I'm wrong? What did oh, I miss? And this why isn't there a checklist? Why doesn't Jill have an absolute checklist for every property uh, where I can go down the list, check them off every single one, and get to the bottom, and then I know for sure I'm going to make money. Anyway, you see where we're going. <laughs> you could be lost. You could go down that rabbit hole for weeks, especially a simple little thing like what can it be used for ag can it what i don't understand what this code is is it agriculture is it recreation is it this is it that so you call the county and the guy's not there you leave a message you you know wait for him to call you back by the way so you could and i've seen it you could accidentally come up for air and now you spent 32 hours mm-hmm. this week on this one property and guess what and then in the end the math doesn't work and or seller changes his mind yeah. you know things things happen i you time is really important here for two reasons one your time your time is so valuable um, that you can't be doing this you're totally. to do your very very best make some decisions if you have any questions about it then you need to solve that issue and or and if it's if it's an issue that can be solved do it um, and often it can be solved with money. The best Price. way to hedge off risk in a, in a land acquisition is to do a lot of deals. Right. Get yourself I mean, so busy. really, really off chance with all the tools and resources that we have to prevent you from making a bad decision is to offset that risk by doing 20 deals. Right. So my two things are, I gave you one. My two things were, you know, why time is important and you can't go down this rabbit hole and spend all your time on one property or even the 20. This is your whole month, right? What's going to happen? You're, all you did was do due diligence this month. Congratulations, you haven't bought anything. And two, you give people time to change their minds. You give them time to back out. You give them time to answer somebody else's call, you know, or something like that. If that happens, that, you know, I've been in this situation. And let me tell you, give you a good example. I've been in this situation where I got a guy, we've been talking, we agreed on a price. My price was five grand. He's, and we're ready to we're ready to roll. And he says, I just got an offer in the mail, Jill. This guy wants to give me 20. I said, congratulations, yeah. take it. I said, but you and I both know that. This guy hasn't done any work. You and I have been talking for a week now. I'm still, I'm ready to go. We agreed on five and I'm ready to pay you $5,000. And I'm, and here's how we're going to do it and how fast it's going to close. And you think that this guy is going to really be 20. He's got to dig in, do his due diligence. How much time is that going to take? And what, and is his 20 still going to be 20? We all talked about that we all know that it's really not worth that much and here's why and you know and the guy said let me call you tomorrow and he slept on it and called me the next day and said i realize you're right i'll take your five so so you need to act on this so like i said two things you why you can't do it your time is valuable and you need to move on these properties you need to keep them going through the system you need to keep these sellers engaged and and buy them and 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 turn them that's the whole thing here how much time is too much you know like i said 20 hours 
uh, I think 20 hours is too much. So my real, real, at my level due diligence is phase one, three to five minutes, phase two, two hours, all in, and it's not even me, it's my team. I might, and that might be two hours of check, you know, making a call to the county, waiting for the call back, checking, uh, checking with a couple of brokers' opinions, by the way, that counts in those two hours of your time. That's all I want you to spend. To make it even more simple, phase one is the six A's mm-hmm. and phase two is use. Can this property be used for fill in the blank? Or any A that you have to figure out. Like maybe I don't know about the access. I think I see physical. I know there's physical. I had a guy go out there and take pictures of for it. So I know there's physical access. Now I got to dig in a little bit more on the legal access. So there you go. Oh, that did go long. Sorry, I got got all excited. Mm -hmm. Happy you could join us today, five days a week. You can find us here on the Land Academy Show. Tomorrow's Jack Thursday. And I'm going to talk about what is your financial end? You are not alone. And your real estate ambition, you have to have a financial end. Otherwise, you'll go nuts. You will go crazy before you get rich. <laughs> I was talking. You want that to? You want to get rich, then go crazy. I talked to these two gals the other day as they were getting ready to join Land Academy. We were talking numbers and the numbers that they they've been doing. And they're California. They've been doing all kinds of deals in California, and they're both real estate agents. And they're hung up on these big, big, big deals that take a long time to close. So we did some math together and they were, it was really cute. And they were throwing around, this ties into your, this ties into tomorrow's show. They, we came up with, we did some math together and I had to talk to them and say, look, if you two can't live on $100,000 a month, we got to talk. And they both laughed and said, all right, we get it. You're right, you know, kind of thing. Because they're working really hard and you don't have to work that hard to hit that. And I, 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 I laid it all out and they said, oh, we get it, we see it. So. Thank you for tuning in. We would, by the way, love to connect with you on Clubhouse. Clubhouse is a really cool, fun environment where we are live on the first and third Thursdays, kind of like a radio show on your phone, where you can just raise your hand and pipe in and talk to us. So first and third Thursday of every month at 12 o'clock Pacific time, go to Clubhouse, get the app, find the Land Investing Club, follow that and follow us. We are Jack and Joe. Information and inspiration to buy undervalued property.